Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to Lighthouse Faith Podcast, where we are moving forward in truth and love. I'm Lauren Green, Chief Religion Correspondent for Fox News Channel and author of the book, Lighthouse Faith. Um, Notre Dame Cathedral of Paris was nearly destroyed by fire in 2019, at the historical seat of Catholicism for millions in France and an iconic symbol of God's dominion on earth, really, its restoration, is now underway. Uh, Catholic University of America in Washington, D.C., those students of architecture are taking part in that restoration, if only symbolically. They have created a life-size replica of one of the cathedral's trusses that was burned in the fire uh, with designs given to them by the lead architects restoring the cathedral. The students built truss number six. It's a 45 by 35 foot structure. Uh, was handmade using medieval techniques just as the original trusses were built. This is a fascinating project. And the two lead architects were actually um, are, were actually in the United States and and looked at the project. Um, here to explain more about this amazing process is Tanya Onsted. She's the Associate Dean for Graduate Studies in the Catholic University of America's School of Architecture and Planning. Welcome, Tanya. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, this is amazing. And I, you know, we're trying to, you know, get a handle of what's going on with the cathedral and the restoration and process. Tell me why these two architects actually uh, came to the United States. Yeah, so um, it's a it's a really incredible story. It started um, uh, during COVID. There was in the fe- in February of 21. They, um, the sort of the creators of Hands House, the uh, uh, an educational nonprofit in Massachusetts, who have done other kinds of, uh, they're a really an incredible group of people that that take, um, and teach students to 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 make um, through to see history and culture through making, and it's uh it's been their sort of lifelong passion. They've been doing this, I think, for nearly. 50 years they they've been together so it's a really incredible um group they're professors at mass college of art and um they came to me and asked if i would they, they said they wanted to rebuild one of the trusses of notre dame and they they also work uh, frequently with the timber framers guild of america and when they um thought about this they wanted to you know show after the fire they wanted to show a, 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 an effort um, of sort of American solidarity to show the French, you know, they, as they were discussing, you know, can, is there still the expertise out there? Can we, can we do this? Is there, is there the wood? Is there, um, is there the drive? Should we do something totally different? And and th- during that conversation, they really wanted to show that we could do it stateside as well. So they wanted to, they asked me if I would, part- um, if I would teach a class in tandem with this. And I thought this is like 
a perfect learning opportunity where a student can go from something that's a really, really, so I always say this, that we live in this really static world and you can look up anything and sometimes it's true, sometimes it's not. There's, there's just like so much out there and you, you it's really hard to find your way. Um, if you can have one kind of simple lesson and something like a truss or something like a, a specific truss in the case of Notre Dame, which isn't very complex, it just looking at it, it's just a triangle, right? It does its it's a super humble element. And, but yet from that, you can kind of peel back so many layers of culture, history, construction, engineering. And, and in that you can kind of learn about assembly. You can learn about community. You can learn about placemaking. You can learn about architecture. It's like, it's never ending. And so when they asked me, if I would um, do this and, you know, Rick and Laura have been teaching for a long time. And so they were really great mentors and sort of also developing the project or developing the class. And um, so they wanted to have a workshop on Catholic university's campus. And I, I said, sure. <laughs> I actually didn't have approval. I just said, I bet you they'll, I bet this will be a good thing. <laughs> um, and this is one of the things that's so amazing about Catholic university is that I can just that, that, that these kind of like mission-driven projects are so well-received and that, you know, they get excitement from across and top to bottom, everybody is really excited about it. Anyway, so the, we decided to, um, I wanted to run this class with them and, um, and we would use, you know, the sort of beginning part of the class to build up some of the, some of the things that students just don't learn anymore, like how to actually put together two pieces of wood sounds really simple. You would imagine an mm -hmm. architect learn that in school, but we don't, we spend it. We, we think about more abstract concepts and we think about the way things kind of go together. Um, and students don't end up often don't end up leaving really understanding how a building really, really is put together. Um, and I think it's really compelling and interesting to think about the entire material life of a building and the way they, these pieces are put together is just one part of that. So we started by looking at sort of simple joinery techniques and, you know, mortise and tenon and through ten, um, bridal joints and, and the students made that. And then they looked at the drawings, of course, um, from the architects, Remy Fremont, um, who did this as his sort um, not quite thesis. It's like a fellowship kind of project that he mm -hmm. did um, on in architecture preservation. And he, he drew all of the trusses um, by hand before the fire. And this was, this is what's kind of so compelling for students as well as to see that student work can be something that, you know, so Remy made these drawings before the fire as part of, um, you know, the completion of some, some schoolwork. And he, Wait, but it became, it just became vital, vitally important. It became vital. They did a scan of the building, uh, a digital laser scan, but these drawings, you know, really looked at all the details and everything that you could see. No more detail that he didn't make up anything and they didn't remove anything. They just did a factual survey of the building. And um, so that became completely the center of all the, of everything once the, after the fire. And so he um, and those trusses were the original trusses uh, when the Notre Dame was built, right? There's uh, there's actually the thing that's really exciting about the trusses, or what was and is um, exciting about the trusses, was that they actually kind of bookended the 
this is where I, my my history is going to come to come to task. But Remy just I literally spoke about this last night in the middle of the night when he came back to see the trust uh, about the way that the trusses were lit. Their kind of bookending history in terms of French carpentry. Um, they're the sort of oldest to newest in the center. So the oldest on the on flanking all the way on the ends of the choir and the nave, and then the and then uh, newer and newer trusses as you get to the spire at the transept. So um, it's a really interesting sort of uh, compilation of, of French uh, medieval construction technology as it's changed over time through the reconstruction that Viollet-le-Duc did. And so it's a really, uh, it was, you know, it's a, a real, was really a real true tra tra tragedy that way. But, um, but because they have such good documentation, they're pretty, they're going to be able to remake it. And then it, it kind of opens this conversation about authenticity and where they make changes and where they don't. And, um, but they are um, virtually true to the, both the construction methodology and the, the of the day bef the, before the, <laughs> before the fire, um, the, the trusses will look, the new trusses will look virtually the same um, with some small modifications that's amazing and like you're saying like where do you get the wood i mean you don't go to home depot and get some you know you know beams to make a replica of a medieval you know truss so where do you get the the wood well this was also a really kind of uh interesting part and i think the controversy in some ways has uh calmed down now in france but there was a lot of conversation around you know why you know uh, there's not a lot of and i'm no expert but there's not a lot of um the public doesn't always know about you know forestry methods and and conservation methods but um of course you know these trees are you know at least 100 years old they're beautiful they're you know 20 meters before they even have their first they're they're incredible white oaks that they have been managed for many gener multiple generations so they are I think he made some comment last night that, you know, each tree's value was, you know, like 30,000 euros or something. So there are thousands of trees and, you know, the, this is, and they're all being gifted from across France for um, the spire. So what they, what he talked about was, you know, Notre Dame is the, is, it's obviously a world icon, but it's also, um, a, it's also, it's not just Paris, but it's all of France. And so all of France has now donated, people from throughout France have donated their white oaks for, um, for specifically the spire and the, um, for the reconstruction. I had never finished the, when I started this class with um, Rick or for when Rick and Laura asked. And so then the thing that was really excited, we went from the detail looking at this trust. And I wondered if students would be able to have a chance to like, if they would get bored of a trust, one trust for a whole class, but they just drew themselves in and got more and more into it. And, and along the way, things like the national building museum came and said, Hey, let's look at your, your op, the stuff that your students your students are making. Why don't we include this in the exhibition? And and the cardinal was going to come to partake, participate in the raising, and and the president of the university came. And there was just so much energy and excitement. The amount and energy the students put into the work was was phenomenal. So, so where did they get the wood to make the truss, their replica of the truss, the students? Where did you get your oh, wood? Oh, yeah. So this uh, with Hans House and the Timber Framers Guild. And the, so there was there was one framer. This is nice. I can make a shout out to Mez Welsh. He he um, is from Rockbridge. And so in Virginia, 
he he literally walks some like you know 30,000 acres of of forest to get all the all the trees for just one trust and wow. um so those were donated from from uh uh private um people in in Virginia so how many trees did it take to make one trust we had i think he had 30 they had 30 and they had a little extra because we also made um, so the North Bennett Street School came from Boston and there um, they they worked um, a group of students came and they worked with our students as well. And that was we they built a what they call a pit saw, which was kind of a medieval thing that is like uh, basically a ladder or a, or a sort of step made out of wood. And if you were to imagine some triangles cut out of the, the wood and at an angle, you can kind of create a step you stand on top of this and it's kind of a tripod trestle that you can then um, imagine sawing a, a log in half because some of these, the vertical pieces in the truss are, are two pieces put together, um, clamping around other horizontal. So if you're using all kind of medieval techniques, it means there were no chainsaws cutting. No, there was no power on site. So we didn't, uh, wow. we had, it was amazing. The sounds, I, I, I wish I could play a clip for you to, to the sound of the, there's sort of the the thumping of the of the axes on the wood as they were shaping the sort of round timbers into round raw material into shaped uh, lumber, and you know this, it's quite a bit of material that comes flying off. And some of these like expert craftspeople just like they they could move through the material so quickly, and it's just like wood flying everywhere. And um, uh, but it really they were shows, it really shows you when they made a cathedral, I mean, there were literally sweat and blood in the mortar, in the wood of the cathedral. Yes, and and then we worked at the base of the basilica, so you could also hear, there's there sort of the sound, so you could hear the cadence of the work, and then you could hear, and it was, you know, sweltering, it was, you know, August in DC, so it was really hot, and um, you could, but you had the sort of every 15 minutes you could hear the bells and you understood when it was time to take a longer break. It was really um, a really, you kind of got really into the mindset of a, of a medieval builder. And, you know, it was also a really community thing where, you know, one uh, expert kind of timber framer was teaching a student. So you would have a carpenter and a student were like, you know, literally holding an ax and showing, you know, this is how you do this. This is how you move the ax through the material. And then you just saw this kind of like transmission of heritage, you know, cultural heritage from literally one generation of the next, like right in front of you. It's really cool. Wow. Wow. You know, uh, um, we're going to take a break right now on Lighthouse Faith Podcast. We'll be right back with more talking about the uh, restoration of Notre Dame Cathedral. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Stay on top of the latest news and information from Fox News. Listen and download the Fox News Hourly Update on your time. The trending stories you need anytime you want it. Listen and download now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Uh, and we're back with uh, Tanya Olmstead. She is the Assistant Dean of Architecture, uh, Graduate Architect- well, Graduate School, right? The archi- or Graduate Yeah, the Associate Dean for Graduate Studies right. in, uh, in Architecture. You know, um, Unbeknownst to a lot of people, but I know this, is that uh, the Catholic University of America's architecture school is one of the premier architecture schools in the country, if not the world. Am I right? Yeah, it's a fabulous school. Yeah, I mean, people come, students come from all over the world to study there. I mean, they're not necessarily Catholic. It's just they have such a great architecture school. So it's really amazing, this whole idea of, of building a replica trust. Um, as part of the restoration, 
project of Notre Dame Cathedral, which was nearly destroyed in a fire in, in 2019. But where will this trust? It's a replica, so it's not going to be shipped over to Paris to be actually put in Notre Dame. But what will you do with it now that it's kind of raised? Right. So um, last summer we raised it in front of the uh, Basilica and then the next day we took it down or a couple days later, we took it down to the National Mall and raised it on the National Mall. And then we rolled, we should, you know, we rolled it up the bottom cord up the street to the National Building Museum and we raised it in the National Building Museum. So we had had it in three places in D.C. last year and then this year we raised it again. Um, they raised it in, we raised it in Atlanta um, last spring and um, and then again here at Catholic University. We, there's, we aren't sure where it's going, but we would love to exhibit it somewhere else. Um, but, you know, we're just trying to, right now it's, it's in its cozy home in Virginia um, until it, until we find another place for it. We would love to have another exhibition with student work and, but, but we're working on it. We talked yesterday, we suggested sending it home with the architects, but it was a little too big for their luggage. So. I was going to say, so is there any chance that some benefactor could come in and say, we would love the trust that our students build be actually put into Notre Dame as part of its restoration? Is that, is there any possibility of that? Well, it would be am amazing to put, um, I think it would be amazing to put that trust in in Notre Dame. But, you know, the one thing to think about is that it is like it's a modern reconstruction and they're doing all they're following all medieval protocol. They're using hand tools where hand tools were used, but they um, and they're but and they're very specific about the wood and the its source. And they're very specific about the construction techniques. And when this truss was built, it was before the official sort of what we call tender or the kind of official shop drawings were sent out to different companies. So this truss, while it's a replica, is also there are some small details that that may not line up with exactly that trust that they are putting in. So we wouldn't be able to put that trust into the cathedral. But the demonstration is what was um to show the French that we are capable and that we love this project, you know, so many miles away as much as they do. One of the things they said last night was they, they, the love for Notre Dame to see that kind of the same passion so far away was just totally moving. Um, and so uh, that trust won't be able to go into Notre Dame it, could we display it in front of Notre Dame or could we display it somewhere else? Yes, I'm sure that would be, I mean, that would be really great. Um, they have a building museum that would be awesome. But um, I think a thing that would be really amazing, you know, so my, my, in my role as an educator, I think getting students to participate in the process of that reconstruction, to, to be physically, like you were saying, like in, putting their embodied energy somewhere in the building in this reconstruction would be, is a dream. It's my, that's my vision is to get Catholic university students in Paris working to, as part of the reconstruction. And it was amazing because yesterday during um, when the architects came very briefly to see the exhibition of student work, there was many beautiful models. And um, Philip um, said, said, Philip Villeneuve said, to one of our students, oh, there's a, you know, he found a, you know, something that wasn't perfect. And he said, you know, this, wow. 
this 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 vault doesn't look just like that, you know. And the wow. was, oh, I'm so sorry, you know, I'm so sorry. I, you know, and I said, why don't you, you know, the the way to fix this is to get our get our bodies on site. And he said, your dreams will come true, you know. You, wow. Okay. So okay. So I so, so that's my dream. That. And he said. Let's make it happen. So we hope that that happens. When are they actually? Because so so you're saying it's possible that Catholic University, Catholic um, University of America, um, University of sorry, University yeah. of um, Catholic University of America student architecture students could actually be part of the restoration of Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris. I think that they could be. You know, my dream is that in some way they are participating in the reconstruction. I mean, they already are by making this gesture and, and showing the French architects that that this is a, you know, a world, uh, a, a project that the world is interested in taking on, but, you know, getting them on site to see the work and, and, and to, to, to participate in some way is the dream. Really, it is the dream. They, and they came over. Um, we have pictures of it. I think it's on the website. We have pictures of them actually looking at the works. So who were the architects, and and what was the reaction um, when they saw the trust? Uh, so there was, you know, canceled flight and delay, and um, and so it was. It, there was a moment that we didn't think, you know. So, you know, like I said, we started this conversation with Hans House two years ago, and and it's been, you know, from the beginning. I have said we got to get these architects over here, Mark. Dean Ferguson, Mark Ferguson from the School of Architecture, you know, was really, really supportive and said, we need to get these architects over here to really talk to them about the process. And so we've been asking since the first trust was, since we finished the demonstration trust last year. And so it's been a long time. We've been waiting for them for a long time. First, they said yes. And then, you know, we're so busy. They're really trying to stabilize the walls. There's, you know, obviously they've got a big job. So they were, they, but they did finally, um, were able to make time to come over. And so, you know, one day delay was okay. And um, when they got here, um, we we really just had a few minutes between their public lecture. And and um, so they, they came and it was like, of course they were tired and jet lagged, but they just, I mean, there's like a, I think you can see it in the pictures. They're just like beaming. It was, they were ecstatic. I had to you know, here I've, I've been begging this person to come and visit. And then I had to like literally rip them off of the trusses and say, we have to go give this lecture. Um, but after dinner, they, you know, in the middle of the night for them, you know, they were up all night, you know, Remy came back to see the truss and, you know, talked to everyone about all the very specific things that they had questions of along the way, you know, why, why is this shape like this? Why isn't this shape like that? And, you know, these, ex some of these expert carpenters, you know, really wondered, you know, why had, why were these things made like that? And a lot of times the answers from Remy were, well, we don't know, or, or there was a specific reason along its, the trajectory of the other trusses. So it was really, really fun. But that is one of the questions, you know, when the fire first happened and there was all the talk about how are we going to reconstruct, you know, some of the medieval techniques. And the question was, do you even have the artisans alive today who can do that? Um, and that's and there are these, um, I, you know, organizations um, that are doing that. But but you, I would think that they would be opening their arms to these students who've now taken on this project of of learning these techniques. You know. Yeah, that's the hope. I hope that they. I hope they they welcome us. I'm. I'm. My fingers are crossed. So what has to happen to make sure that happens? Because we <laughs> we want to make yeah, sure people understand. It's like you know. 
it, you know, the Friends of uh, Notre Dame, that's uh, a sort of a, um, uh, it's an organization that is helping raise money in America for Notre Dame and the restoration of Notre Dame. So right. they obviously know about the project too, right? Yeah, and it is it is the Friends of Notre Dame who came to visit last year, who saw it in the building museum and they were, um, you know, uh, had a big impression on it and they were definitely central in convincing those two architects to come um, this year. And, you know, this was their first, um, their first, you know, first trip in the States um, to talk about the the trust or the, the cathedral and and I think only their second time in the States altogether, so. Well, and where is the restoration process of Notre Dame? Like, I mean, I'd love, I'd, hopefully I'll be able to talk to the architects about it, but uh, uh, it's supposed to be done in 2024 in time for the Paris Olympics. Does that appear to be on track for that? Yeah, I think so. I think the the uh, the you know the plan is to get to be able to get people into the cathedral um, and you know have the pilgrimages um, back. So I think I think it's, it's a yeah. Good how, how many students actually um, participated in making the the replica trust? We had okay, so we had about fourteen official students. We had some and and several that came, you know, around on the sides, you know, teaching assistants or students that found ways in. Then then there were more students that were part students, faculty, staff, um, administration that were part of the raising. Um, you know, the cardinal came and and gave a blessing for the raising and and pulled on the ropes for the first last year. So. Um, I don't know. I mean, there were 70 on the ropes last year and I think, you know, over, over 50 this time. So I'm not sure total. This wow. And then there's, we opened it to outside people as well. We had some, some people from some of the orders and some of the, you know, it was, it was well, well attended. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. This That's time amazing. We had some of the board, the board members from the, which was really great to see the support from, from, from everywhere. Um, yeah, I can. And this is just an amazing story. Um, Tony, I want to thank you so much for being on Lighthouse Faith Podcast. This has really been just amazing. I mean, I want to keep up on the on the progress of this because, you know, hopefully I can talk to their architects and uh, we will keep tabs on what's happening with Notre Dame. And uh, and I'm the world is watching. Um, you know, they're not alone. Um, so that's definitely apparent. Yeah. Yeah. We'll send we'll send pictures from Paris. <laughs> okay, no, I, hopefully I'll be there with you. Yes, in Paris. we need you. We need <laughs> yes, you. Yes, <Yeah>. exactly. All <laughs> right. Thank you so much. Um, thank you also. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Lighthouse Faith Podcast. I'm Lauren Green. Have a blessed day. This is Jimmy Fallon inviting you to join me for Fox Across America, where we'll discuss every single one of the Democrats' dumb ideas. Just kidding. It's only a three-hour show. Listen live at noon Eastern or get the podcast at foxacrossamerica.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.